just healthy food with your logical brain, right? Don't let the emotional side of you take over, the default side of you take over when, for example, you see the cookies, that, that emotional, that default is taking over. Use your logical brain to logically override the default, get healthy food and put it in place of the unhealthy food. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshaw Jr., bringing you a solo episode today. For years, I struggled to find the clarity of purpose in my life and the single-minded focus that I had when I was an athlete. You know, it just felt like I was working hard but not really getting any closer to where I wanted to go. And to be honest, I really didn't even know or have a clear vision on where I wanted to go. Then I discovered a powerful four-step blueprint that I began to apply to my life, and it changed everything. Now, every morning, I'm excited to attack the day because I have a clarity of purpose and I have confidence in my plan and I have peace of mind in knowing that I'm back on that path to elite success. Anyone, and I mean anyone, can use this four-step process to recreate the key elements in the life of an elite performer so you can regain that clarity of purpose and that single-minded focus so that you can both achieve your goals and live a balanced life. I created a a free PDF for you outlining the four-step Reveal Your Path Blueprint for Success just go to jimharshawjr.com slash blueprint. That's jimharshawjr.com slash blueprint to get instant access to that free PDF. I get so fired up before I record these solo episodes. I don't know why, but I just, uh, I work on my notes and plan for these episodes for quite a while. Sometimes I think it it's probably sounds like to you, like I'm just, this just comes off the top of my head. It doesn't. I have to put some effort into this to, to bring you the best content that I can possibly bring you. So anyway, I'm prepared, I'm fired up and let's just jump in. So one of my clients recently asked me, his name's Dave. Uh, Dave, I know he's listening. He said, uh, he's like, Jim, how do you come up with all these topics for your episodes? And my response was, well, through my coaching calls. <laughs> and you know, because these coaching calls bring up so many of these ideas and, and, and things that people are struggling with. I mean, I'm bringing you ideas that, that come up during my one-on-one and group coaching calls. And a lot of magic happens in those calls. It's so much fun. And they bring me ideas. And so that's where this idea for today's episode came from. We were talking and he said that there were these sort of default actions that he does. And he's like, I want to like not do these default. Like I want to like break those habits. And we all have these, right? And, and these weren't specific to him, but some some ideas that we all have and some things I want to bring to your attention that you probably have that are default actions that you do. Checking email, it might be like you finish a task at work and then you boom, you go to check your email, right? Or you check social media. Like it's just a default thing that we do. Uh, You walk past a tray of cookies and they're free and what do you do? You grab one. You just by default, you don't even think about it. You just grab a cookie and keep going. Uh, Hitting the snooze button, right? We're all guilty of these and other default actions that are not the actions that we know are the best things for us to do. So we have to logically override the default. And when I said that, Dave was like, whoa, like that, that, that clicked with me, like logically override the default. And he's like, I'm going to write it on the, on my wall above my computer. And so that's what we talked about is like, how do you logically override the default? And there's so many applications to this concept. So I'm going to bring you 
10 ways you can logically override your default because your default is what's holding you back right now. Your default is what is dictating the level of your success, the level of your bank account, the level of fitness and health, the level of your relationships. And you have to logically, intentionally override that default, that default thinking. And we look at, you know, I just like to use Elon Musk because he's he's kind of the big name these days, but we look at his default thinking and it's just at a different level. I mean, he's like, yeah, we can play, we can colonize Mars. He's working on it. I, I don't plan on working on that anytime soon because I my default thinking is that, yeah, I don't I don't really think I have the knowledge or ability to make an impact there. Well, his default thinking is, yeah, I can. And so he's he's attacking that problem or that challenge or that opportunity. He has a different level of default thinking than most people. And we all have a default level of thinking that's holding us back in one way or the other. But you can see where this came from. Like you can see where we could benefit from some of this default thinking. Like, you know, in caveman days, uh, you know, the, the equivalent of checking your email inbox one more time to make sure there's not an email from your boss or an email from some client or something. Uh, something blew up and you need to like go deal with some fire you have to put out. Like in the caveman days, that's the equivalent to like checking the cave entrance one more time before you go to bed. Let me walk around the corner and check the cave entrance one more time. Make sure there's not like a, a saber tooth tiger or uh, make sure there are, uh, are, are trees and brush and or whatever you lodge up against the door. I was never a caveman. So I don't really know how they close off the cave, cave doors, cave entrances. But, uh, but you, you know, you can imagine a caveman or woman you know, checking the entrance one more time to make sure there's not some some danger there. Uh, social media is like the equivalent of checking the berry bush one more time. Maybe there's one more berry. Maybe there's just got to be one more ripe berry in the back. Let me just check one more time and, and see if I can get that little hit of dopamine that we get from checking social media and checking email and just check the berry bush one more time. Like the cookie is the equivalent of free food. Can you ever imagine a caveman passing up free food? Of course not. So we're kind of wired that way. It's free. So I must, I, I should just, I should take it because it's free and it's free calories, easy calories. Uh, if I was a caveman and I saw a plate of cookies, I'm probably going to take the whole thing. So you could see that we're, we're wired this way. This is default thinking, like hitting the snooze button. That's your body telling you. I need more rest when logically, you know, I just need to get out of it. I've had enough rest. I need to get up. I need to go work out or start my day. And that's the, that's the, the logic that has to take over and you have to logically override your default thinking. But how do you do that? Like, how do you, like, it's one thing to say it and be like, yeah, Jim, I get it. You know, listening to the podcast here. Okay, Jim, I get it. That's great. I'm going to stop the podcast right now and go do that. Well, no, how do you actually do it? How do you actually implement that into your life? If you've listened to me for any length of time, or if you're a client out there listening, you know, I like to take these, these theories, these ideas and put them into action. Like what are the practical, actionable, real things that you can do that you can implement into your life to operate at a higher level, to break out of your default, to get to your own personal next level, whatever area of your life that is, whether that's in your work, your finances, your career, your education, or it's in your health and your fitness, your wellness, you know, physical or, or, or mental wellness, or, or it's in your relationships or all of the above. Like, how do you get to that next level? 
So before we get into these 10 different ways, uh, three things. Number one, if you ever want to listen to the podcast on your smart speaker, just tell your smart speaker to play the Success Through Failure podcast so you can hear me booming in your house or in your office through your smart speaker. Uh, second thing is if you ever have a, want to have a one-on-one coaching call about this stuff, I've made my calendar available to you. You can actually go onto my calendar and find a time slot that works for you. It's limited. I mean, right now, to be honest, uh, my, my schedule, there's not a whole lot of white space, but there is... Hopefully, if you go there, you'll find a little bit of space there available to you to have a one-on-one coaching call. Kick the tires, see what it's like to work with me. And I'll be honest, uh, it's a little bit of a, a two-way street. I don't work with everybody. It's just not uh, not everybody's the right fit. And I really have to protect my own clients and that community that I've built, uh, that they've built, I should say, really, and make sure just we're, we're bringing the right people into that community. And then the third thing is, you know, if you want to get the cliff notes of this, you don't have time to listen to all 10, you get to the, through the first five or six and you, you, you're at work or your workout's over and you want to get the rest of them, just go to jimharshawjr.com slash action and you can get access to all of the action plans. So this one will be, so I'll send you a link and on that link, uh, you'll see this action plan at the top if you're listening to this when it's just been published. If not, you can just scroll down until you find this episode, 291, and you'll find the action plan for this. And by the way, if you could give this a share, I mean, this is how podcasts grow. There's so much competition out there for podcasts these days. Like everybody has a podcast. Every celebrity, every everyone who's anyone, there are like a million podcasts out there now. And there, so the competition is high. If you like what you're hearing here, please help me spread the word. Please help other people in your life get the value and the benefit that you're getting out of the Success Through Failure podcast. All right, let's dive in to how you can actually start logically overriding the default and break out of your default thinking so you can get to your next level. All right, number one, first one, this is easy. This is, a, this is an easy base hit every time. You need to do this one. Turn off notifications. Turn off notifications because the default when you pick up your phone so often is to check your text messages, to look at all those notifications that popped up on your phone. Turn off the notifications. I did this years ago in turning off social media notifications. In my research for this podcast episode, this is why this brings me so much value having to uh, prepare for these, getting to prepare for these, I should say, because as I was preparing, I was like, man, you know what? I still could optimize this a little bit more. And here's what I did. If you have an iPhone, I'm sure there's an Android version of this as well, but you can actually turn off all of the notifications on your phone. Like I get text messages all day long from friends, from family, from clients. And it, it really, you know, it, it, I'm checking my phone constantly. Every time I pick it up to, to do something, to call somebody or to text somebody, there's like 15 notifications and I'm like, boom, I'm clicking on before you know it, I'm down some rabbit hole. So I turned off all notifications on my phone, except for, uh, and that's for messages, even text messages now, except for from my wife, my sisters, my parents, and a few other key family members, my son who has a phone. Now, like I've turned all of those off. So I'm not going to see those notifications pop up on my notification screen Certainly, they'll be in my messages app when I want them. But what I did is I turned off, uh, went to notifications and settings, turned off all my notifications for messages. Then I went into the specific contacts who I want to show up on my home screen as notifications and set them as an emergency contact. So you open that contact, go up to edit in the top right-hand corner, and then you go down to like the, the default ring and default notification 
and you set them as emergency uh, emergency contacts. So that's one way that I've just another step that I've taken to to hit this one, you know, to get this this single. This is a, a simple one to default uh, override that default action is to take action now logically setting these parameters in place so that it removes the default action um and and if you don't you know if you don't do that it's it's you're just going to be continue to operate out of that default all right so i'm excited about that little hack that i just discovered before i recorded this so i'm uh, going to be getting fewer interruptions and i'll set time aside to return get to my messages and i'll do those in bulk instead of getting consistently interrupted throughout the day. All right, that's number one. Number two, remove the problem. Remove the problem. Like use logical thinking in advance. A little bit about kind of similar to what I just talked about with the notifications and kind of creating that, that guardrail there. But here's what else I'm talking about. Like there's a tray of cookies sitting there uh, in your kitchen right now and you're working from home. Go throw them away or put them somewhere out of sight. Uh, you know, the, the snooze button, like hitting that snooze button. One of my clients, Adam brought this to our attention. Uh, there's an app called Alarmy, A-L-A-R-M-Y, alarm with a Y at the end. And you can't hit snooze. You actually have to pick up your phone and go take a photograph of something. Like it can be like your kitchen sink. And if you don't take a picture of your kitchen sink, it's going to keep on going off. The alarm's just going to keep on going off. But you remove the problem. You're essentially removing the snooze button. You're removing the snooze button on your phone or your alarm. Like remove the problem. Throw away the cookies. Eliminate the snooze option. Uh, if email is a default for you, like it is for me and so many others, I think most people do and don't even realize, like whenever I finish something, I automatically without even thinking, I go to my inbox and I just, I, I click on it. I, I open it. I look at it. And that is so unproductive. So what I do, and I need to do this more, is just close the inbox. Just literally, for me, I use Gmail and I just exit out of the tab. It's not there. It's not there for me to click over to it. And I've got another little uh, inbox hack that I'm going to share under one of my tactics here in, in a few minutes. So that's number two, remove the problem. All right. Now, number three is think about, I want you to think about this, eating healthy. We all want to eat healthier, right? Go and purchase healthy food with your logical brain, right? Don't let the emotional side of you take over the default side of you take over when, for example, you see the cookies that, that emotional, that default is taking over. Use your logical brain to logically override the default and get healthy food and put it in place of the unhealthy food, right? I have a, a, a client who, he said he used to have a, a thing of candy, a bowl of candy on his desk. And I walked into his office. This is, a, this is a pre-COVID, a year or so ago. And he had a bowl of fruit there. It was healthy. So he just removed it. He, he changed it out and he removed the candy and put the fruit in. And it's a simple way of, you know, what this is number three, eliminate the barrier to the problem. Okay. So we talked about eliminating the problem. Now we're talking about just eliminate the barrier to the problem. All right. So if you can't completely eliminate the problem, you can eliminate the barrier, right? Remove, you know, we talked about removing the problem. We talked about now you can just remove the barrier to the problem. You want to eat healthier, make sure you have healthy food there. All right. Number four, 
you know, it's, I've said this before and I didn't make this up, but I got it somewhere. I don't remember where, but it's the start that stops most people. It's the start that stops most people. Whatever it is for you as well, it's the start that stops you. You want to eat healthier, right? You want to work out more. You want to start writing that book. You want to sign up for that pro. You want to get that degree and get that next level job, but, but you're like, you got to get that degree first or get that certification. It's the start that stops you. All right. So number four, not we're talking about removing the barrier and, and removing the problem. We talked about eliminating the barrier to the problem. And number four now is reduce the barrier. Sometimes we can't remove the problem. Sometimes we can't eliminate the barrier to the problem, but we can maybe just reduce that barrier, right? And this is a psychological one. This first one is the five-minute rule. The five-minute rule is simply allow yourself to do something for just five minutes, just five minutes. And that can be working out. I'm going to work out for five minutes, or I'm going to write for five minutes. I'm going to work on that huge challenge for five minutes. I'm going to work on uh, planning a date night or a, a, a vacation with my spouse for just five minutes. First of all, you'll be surprised at how much you can get done in five minutes. Second of all, after five minutes, you may just want to keep going. So you've now reduced the barrier, that psychological barrier of getting started, of taking the first step. Another example for, let's say, working out would be laying out your workout clothes the night before. Or I've said this before, I sleep in my workout clothes. Makes it super easy. Just reducing that barrier. Stephen Pressfield calls it the, the resistant. I call it the friction. The, reducing the resistance and reducing that friction to making something happen. Now, I mentioned I had this other Gmail uh, inbox hack, and it's available for, for Gmail and Outlook. But if you want to reduce the, the distraction that your inbox creates, but you're like, Jim, I have to have my email open because a lot of my work, I have to go in and send an email. And if I know that I have to send an email, my eyes look at my inbox and do a quick scan. And sometimes I catch myself seeing an email and I open it. I just want to go to my inbox and send, I still want to be able to send an email, but don't want to see like what's come in. You can use a tool that I've recently discovered called Inbox When Ready. Inbox When Ready. It's a Gmail plugin. I know they have one for Outlook and probably Yahoo. I'm not sure what other email platforms they, they're available for, but it's really cool. And for me, my so I go to my inbox and it's still there, but it's hidden. It just hides it. And I have to click a button. There's one more action that I have to take in order to open my inbox. So I've not, I can't remove the problem. I can't eliminate the barrier to the problem, but I can reduce the barrier. All right. So that's number four is reduce the barrier to the problem. All right. So whatever that challenge is, whatever that default thinking and default action is happening, reduce the barrier. All right. That's number four. Quick interruption. If you like what you're hearing here and you want to learn how you can implement this into your life, just go to jimharshajr.com slash apply to see how you can get a free one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me. That's jimharshajr.com slash apply. Now back to the show. 
moving on to number five. You know, that that snooze button we talked about, the Alarmy app. This is uh, pretty similar to that, just a different way of looking at it. Uh, let me let me give you another example to, to crystallize this for you for number five is let's say you don't want to drink as much beer. I'm drinking too many beers. You know, a man in the evening, you know, I'm just having two, three beers a night. And I just want to, I want to reduce that. Well, instead of reducing the barriers or eliminating the barriers, like we talked about, we can add barriers, add a barrier, store your beer in the, in the basement fridge, right? Um, make it harder to get to store it in the, in the, in the place that's harder to get to. Right? Maybe maybe you can only uh, you keep your beer in a, a place where where it's always warm, but in the morning you're going to put instead of having two or three beers, you're going to put one beer in the fridge, and one beer is going to be cold by the time you know after work is over. And now you only have one cold beer, and if you want to have another beer, it's going to be a warm one. <laughs> right? Add barriers. You know, here's another one: delete social media apps from your phone. Right? And or at the very least, log out. And then when it go when when you get the itch to check social media, you can do it, but you're just adding the barrier of well, I've got to download the app and then I have to log in. Increase barriers, increase the friction to to doing the negative thing that that that, that default that you don't want to do anymore. All right, so that's number five. Add barriers. Where can you add barriers in life to stop doing the things that are the, that are the default thinking and default actions that are holding you back, keeping you where you're at? All right. Number six, do you ever buy a car and notice like, wow, I, I'm seeing this car everywhere now. You buy, you buy a, uh, uh, so I, I'm like every other uh, middle-aged parent in the country and I have a gray Toyota Sienna. I also have had a gray Honda Odyssey. So uh, about 98.7% of middle-aged parents own one of these around the country. And I have one, but everyone else does. Like literally I can probably, well, I can look out my window. I can probably see one or two right now from where I'm sitting in our neighborhood. And, but when, when I, I didn't realize this before, but now that I have one, I'm like, holy criminy. There's like every other car on the road is the exact same car as mine. But you notice this. When you get one of these. Now, I have an F3 sticker. I'm part of this F3 group, and I interviewed the founder of F3. If you want to go check out that episode, that's episode 275. He's the founder of F3. But F3 is Fitness Fellowship and Faith. It's an all-men's workout group. It's this national underground movement. It's always free, always outside. Totally awesome. You got to check it out. Listen to that episode 275. But I um, have an F3 bumper sticker on the back of my car. And now I look around, I drive around. As I drive around, I, I, I see other cars that have that around town. And so I probably know the guy who's in that car or at least have worked out with him. And, but I'm, I'm like, that part of my brain is activated. Uh, let me give you one more example before I reveal kind of the, the, the overarching theme of what I'm talking about here for number six. I was walking through New York City several years ago, about five years ago, and up there for work. And I'm walking down the, the sidewalk and, you know, there's a mass of people everywhere. And I notice a guy in front of me who has cauliflower ear, like I do, from wrestling. And he has a fair bit of call. It's kind of pretty gnarled ear or something. And this guy probably wrestled at a fairly high level, you know, probably college. And I kind of close the gap on him. I kind of, you know, look at him from the side. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he definitely got cauliflower ear. And I'm like, and, and there was a, 
we, we both got stopped before we could cross the road at the next intersection. And I said, Hey man, where'd you wrestle? And he looked at me and, and he said, Cornell university. I said, Oh, no way. I said, you know, I got a friend of Cornell who coached at Cornell and blah, blah, blah. You know, we, you know, I'm the wrestling world small. And, and I, so we pretty quickly drew the connection that, uh, we both wrestled at the same time. So we were both in college at the same time. Uh, we then made the connection that we were in the same weight class. And then we made the connection that we actually wrestled each other before. He and I actually wrestled <laughs> against each other. We were competitors at one time. And it got kind of awkward. Uh, if you're curious, I don't really really care to say this, but if you're curious, I, I did win. It was a tough match. He was a total stud. And, and we had, a, a, I do remember, a really hard match. And it was at the Virginia Duels. And so this is a guy who I'd wrestled against before. And we had this conversation. It was just kind of neat to connect with somebody like that. There's just this mutual respect. But anyway, why did I end up having that conversation? Because I had activated the, the, for me, I always look out for cauliflower ear. It's just, I don't look for it like consciously, but unconsciously it's just happening. This is called the reticular activating system. It's part of your brain. It is looking for and noticing things. So if you want to logically override default thinking that you're having, you need to do things that bring the unconscious mind up to the conscious level so you can actually see things and evaluate things, right? So there's default thinking that's going on right now and the way that you can bring that to the surface because you're making decisions, hundreds of decisions every day based upon this default thinking. You don't even know what these decisions are. And the only way to really evaluate them is to do things like journal or doing an after action report or having a coach being part of coaching calls where you're bringing this stuff to the surface uh, or being part of a mastermind group. I had a mastermind group call yesterday where I was facilitating and had six or eight of my clients on the call. And we talked about some things that were pretty hard and pretty challenging. And these things all got brought to the surface level for everybody on the call. Not, not just the main person who kind of brought this topic up, but everybody, we're all th including myself. You bring this, these challenges, these default thinking, these things, these lies that we often tell ourselves, we bring those to the surface during these kinds of phone calls, these, these group coaching calls, these mastermind calls, or one-on-one -on -one coaching calls, or journaling, or after, you know, after action report, which is a military term, after, after a, a, you know, a, a mission or an exercise, they'll do an after action report. What went well? What didn't go well? What, what could we have done differently? When you do that, you're bringing the subconscious, unconscious thinking to the surface so you can actually take action on it. Go, ah, look at that. I did that thing again where I sabotaged myself. I, I got the project to the five-yard line and I didn't carry it the whole way across. I, I've been consistent for you know 10 days on this one thing that I want to be consistent with. And man, I, I, I have this mental barrier about being consistent for a full month. And there I sabotage myself. My default thinking, I made a choice that led me to not do it for the 11th day in a row because I didn't want to feel the pressure of having to keep that, that thing going, whatever it is. And this default thinking took over. This is called, this is that self-sabotage. You've heard of this before. Like it comes from unconscious thinking, things that you're doing, you don't even know you're doing them. Happens all the time on my coaching calls. These, these things get brought to the surface for my clients and for me with my coach. And in, in my mastermind calls. 
So I want you to be aware of that. Create time for you to do journaling, after action reports, become part of a mastermind group or, or co get a coach. And of course, that's what I do. Um, preaching, you know, to the choir here, if you're listening to this, if you're one of my clients, you know this, uh, and a lot of my clients are, are listening right now, and you know the value of this. And for if you're not part of a mastermind group, you're not, whether it's mine or somebody else's, you know, I happen to think I got a pretty darn good system and so do my clients. But, you know, if, if you don't join up with us, join, find something, because it will change your life, I promise you. All right, that's number six, mindfulness you know, journaling, after action report, coaching, et cetera. Number seven, I went through the holidays eating. I just ate like crap over the holidays. My mom makes Buckeyes. They're these peanut butter, like balls that have like sugar. It's like peanut butter mixed with sugar and other stuff. And then you dip them in chocolate and they're just like, oh man, they're amazing. They're like my favorite food on the planet. And she makes a ton of those over Christmas, over the holidays, got a bunch of those and just junk food, right? Just eating junk food over the holidays, drinking too much alcohol. And I went through January and didn't really, you know, slow down as much as I thought I would just kind of naturally. And by default, if there's junk food, I'm sitting there, I'm eating it and it's not good. I didn't like that. So one of my clients texted me, he said, Hey guy, he actually texted our, our whole small group, one of the small groups. And he said, Hey guys, anybody want to do the seven C challenge for the month of February? And I was like, Absolutely, I'm in. I, I need this. And if you don't know what the 7C challenge is, this is from Dr. Gilbert of the Success Hotline. At, way back in episode 33, I had Dr. Gilbert on. Probably should have him on again. But he leaves a positive three minute motivational message on his Success Hotline phone number. He's done, he's done it every day since, get this, 1991. 1991. Every day. Talk about consistency. Holy mackerel. This is the the, the picture of consistency. Anyway, we'll have the success hotline phone number in the action plan. So jimharsherjr.com slash action. We'll have that number in there for you. But anyway, this seven C challenge is something that he does every year from Memorial day to labor day, no cake, cookies, candy, chocolate, uh, cola, uh, chips or complaining. Number seven is no complaining. And, and so I said, yeah, I'm in, I'm going to do it for February. And guess what? All of a sudden my default thinking got overridden. I logically override the default. I've been doing it all month and now I'm, I'm eating clean in for the month of February and uh, it's going to carry into March. So you have to make a commitment. So that's number seven, make a commitment. Here's another example of a commitment. I have a client who says, Jim, these are my action items at the end of our coaching call. He says, these are our action items. If I don't do these over the next month, I owe you a hundred dollars. Holy crap. Commitment. I got another guy who said he, he made a $1,000 commitment to his accountability partner, another client. He said, if I don't do these things, I'm going to give you $1,000. How about that? Like commitment. Jake Herbert, Olympian. He's been on this podcast. He's a friend of mine. He's a pathfinder. He's been a client. He's gone through the program. He's in our Facebook group. He, I saw him recently. He, wanted, he did a five-day fast. And he said, he posted on, on Facebook, he said, if I don't fully execute on this, I will give away $1,000 to anybody who comments on this. And he's going to divide the $1,000 up. You know, if 10 people commented, then he was going to divide it up, you know, $100 a piece. But he said, whoever comments on this, uh, I will give you a part of that $1,000 if I don't make it to five days. Like he put his money where his mouth is. Like that's a commitment. Make a commitment. 
When you make that commitment, it's logically overriding the default. Now you know if I go do that default thinking, if I grab that cookie, if I open that inbox, I'm paying for it. It works. All right, that's number seven, make a commitment. Number eight, when I was wrestling, I went to the Olympic Training Center several times, got to train out there. And every time I did, I got to be around next level people, next level operators, Olympians, the Olympic coach, the Olympic team, the national team, got to train with these guys, see how they operated. And I'd come home with a new way of thinking, a new standard, a new level of thinking. Now, when I was coaching as a wrestling coach, I would go to the National Wrestling Coaches Convention every year. I would watch the best of the best coaches around the country come in and talk about how they run their programs and they would teach technique and talk about recruiting and talk about fundraising. And I would come home with a new way of thinking. Today, right now, is the day that I'm recording this, I'm speaking at a global podcast conference, the largest one in the world, the largest one. It's actually good. I'm going to be a Guinness Book record holder. By the time you listen to this, I will be part of, assuming all goes well, that we have enough attendees. This will be the largest virtual podcast conference convention ever held. And last year, beat up, it was like there was like 5,000 attendees. This year, they're aiming for 10,000. Last year, uh, they barely beat the record. And this year, we're hoping to crush the record, but it's called PodFest. But anyway, I'm attending this too. I'm not just, I'm, I'm going to be a speaker. I'm actually presenting, but I'm also going to be watching a lot of these other speakers present. And I'm going to learn. I can't wait. I'm going to, my mind is going to be blown because I, I have all these sessions tagged for today and for next week that I want to tune into. And it's going to blow my mind, change my way of thinking, explode my limiting beliefs. And that's number eight. Blow up your thinking. Blow up your current thinking. How do you do that? You get around higher level operators. You attend conferences and conventions and you going back to coaching and masterminds. Like these are different ways to do it. Um, some of that comes from a little bit from reading books. That's helpful. But you really have to have interaction, I think, with other people. I led a uh, a 10x session. So if you heard the podcast episodes, you know, you heard me promoting this uh, a month or so ago in a series of the episodes leading up to that, but I led 25 people through a 10x goal setting session. And this was not about setting goals. This was about blowing like taking your goals and then blowing up the limiting beliefs holding you back from achieving these goals. And it was a it was a one and a half hour session, 90 minute session. As a matter of fact, you can get access to the live recording, the worksheet, everything that we, we did in that extra, that whole session is recorded. It was 90 minutes, but it's actually shorter now because we cut out the work session pieces of it that where we hit, hit the pause button, let everybody do their work and then come back and had a discussion, but you can get access to that. Just go to jimharshowjr.com slash 10 X. It'll cost you less than buying two books this month but it will be blowing up your limiting beliefs. And these are the kinds of things that you have to do. This is, you know, Tim Ferriss, my interview with Tim Ferriss, like he talked about that back in episode 246, 247. And he talked about, you know, doing exercises like this on a quarterly basis where he blows up his limiting beliefs. I, I had a coaching session with my coach a couple of days ago. It was two hours long and it, I, I left with like totally new ways of thinking. 
you know, whenever I quit my job and, and went full time into this business, I flew, he lives in Denver. I flew him from Denver to Richmond, which is about an hour from here. And we spent the day in Richmond in a conference room, just hammering out details, blowing up limiting beliefs, creating a plan. I invested in flying my coach across the country to spend time with me so we could do exactly what I'm encouraging you to do. Blow up your thinking. Blow up your thinking. Break out of your default thinking. You have to logically, I had to logically go, okay, I'm going to invest thousands of dollars into this so that I can get the benefit from it. I had to logically pay the money because emotionally I didn't want to. <clears throat> emotionally, I'm thinking, ah, I can do this on my own. Ah, let me just watch some YouTube videos. Ah, let me just read another book. Yeah, I just need to work harder. That's all. And those were all limiting beliefs. I know that was default thinking. I had to logically override it with a credit card and punch those credit card numbers into a computer to logically override my default thinking. All right. So that's number eight is blow up your thinking. Number nine, um, a great quote. I heard this from Josh Waitskin, who a world-class performer at multiple things. The, the, the movie Chasing Barbie Fisher was about him. He's a world-class chess player, world-class uh, martial artist, and everything he does is like world-class. He's kind of reinvented himself over the years. But he said, if your mind is a supercomputer, your self-talk is the program that's running it. If your mind is a supercomputer, your self-talk is the program that's running it. That is the truth. What is your self-talk doing for you right now? Muhammad Ali, he said, it's the repetition of affirmations that leads to belief. And when that belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. Do you want things to begin to happen in your life? Or do you want to keep operating by the default? There's gotten you to where you're at. I imagine you're, you found success at some level. You know there's another level. You know there's another gear. There's a default holding you back right now. You've got to override that, that default. Logically override the default with words. Insert words into your head. Insert words into your mouth. And you say those internally, you say those out loud. One of the things I do with my clients is, uh, who, who need this most is we do something called a success log. We literally write that. I've done this for myself. Write down all the successes you have, all the reasons why you have to, to believe in yourself. And you read that. I, I, Read the, I've done this before for myself and multiple times over the years. And what I have my clients do is record those, you know, lot, list them out. And then you record those into a voice memo on your phone. And then you listen to them once a week. You listen to yourself telling yourself how awesome you are to break out of your limiting beliefs, to break out of the default thinking that has gotten you to where you're at right now. All right. So that's number nine is mantra self-talk, all right? The words that you're using to yourself. All right, number nine, mantra. Number 10, I told you at the beginning of the episode that my client Dave said he was going to write this on his wall, logically override the default. That's where this episode came from, from Dave. He said, man, I'm going to write this on my wall. He's going to write it on his wall. Uh, Travis Macy, Travis Macy is a, a, a friend. He's a, he's a client. He's a pathfinder. He's been through my Reveal Your Path program. Uh, if you watched on, if you have Amazon Prime, if you've watched the Eco Challenge, Travis and his father and his team, they're one of the fe highly featured teams on uh, in the Eco Challenge, the toughest race in the world. Travis is a, an adventure racer and ultra endurance athlete and endurance athlete coach. He's a writer, a speaker, incredible human being uh, and, and a good friend now as well. 
But I remember when Travis learned about the what I call the environment of excellence, which is a part of my program, he wrote that on his wall in his training room, in his workout room in his house. Like he wrote environment of excellence. Like he wrote that on his wall, just like Dave wrote logically override the default. Dave, by the way, is absolutely crushing it. And this is the level of thing. This is the type of thing that people like that do. They have this environment of excellence. They create the environment of excellence, right? Uh, another client, Ryan, uh, he has a logo of his dream company. He printed it out, his logo of the company that he's creating. He has like that Under Armour and maybe Nike or something like that. It's like a sports apparel type of company. And he has those three logos together and he has them on his wall. Like this is his environment of excellence. That's number 10. Are you creating your environment of excellence? Are you creating cues in your environment to break out of your limiting default thinking? You have to do this logically and so that you can override that default. Some, uh, a friend of mine who attended the 10X goal setting work session a few weeks ago, he actually sent me a picture. We had a conversation yesterday. Uh, he's a, he was on the, he's part of a national championship soccer team. Uh, he's, he's very successful in his life now. And he sent me a picture of one, a, a, a poster on his wall that he had created of his top one, his 100 goals, bucket list items, goals for his life. They're on his wall in his office. That's part of his environment of excellence. Like, what are you doing in your environment of excellence to remind you to not do the default thing that you do or that you, you don't want to do? You have to create this environment. Like, yeah, I know. It's kind of weird. Like, who does these things? Well, these are all people who are kind of crushing it. Like, people who are operating at a high level. Like, that's who does it. Now, listen, I gave you 10 ideas here. I'm going to go through them real quickly again. Number one is notifications, like turning off notifications on your phone. Number two, remove the problem. Number three, eliminate the barrier to the problem. Number four, reduce the barrier. If you can't eliminate it, how can you reduce it? Number five, add barriers. Number six, mindfulness, journaling, after-action report, coaching, that sort of thing. Number seven, make a commitment. I talked about the 7C challenge, right? You know, I made a commitment to run a marathon last year. Once I made the commitment, everything else was easy. Talk about the client who gives me, he'll, he'll pay me a hundred bucks if he doesn't do his action items. All right, number eight, blow up your thinking. Number nine, mantra, self-talk. Number 10, environment of excellence. These are real specific things that you can do to break your limiting beliefs, to blow up the default thinking, to logically override your default. Now, if you want to go deeper into this, I cover some more of this in episode 139, 139. That's the cognitive conversion episode. If you want to have a conversation on this, go to jimharsherjr.com slash apply, and you can apply for a free one-on-one -on -one coaching call with me. I want to hear from you though. What other ideas do you have? Like, Share with share this stuff with me on social media because I know there's stuff that you're doing because you know my wisdom comes from you, my audience, my clients. Like, what are other ideas, things that you do to logically override the default? Hashtag STF podcast for success through failure podcast. Use that hashtag or reply to me uh, directly on on one of my tweets or one of my Facebook or Instagram posts, LinkedIn, anything. But find me, 
hashtag SCF podcast, and let's have a conversation about this because there's so much wisdom out there. Join in the conversation, find the hashtag, find me, and let's talk about this. Share this episode with one other person. If you could, give it a share. Uh, go to jimharshajr.com slash share if you want. And there's three links. You can just, there's a pre-populated tweet and Facebook post, et cetera. Um, or uh, just text a friend. Hey, check out jimharshajr.com slash uh, 291. Sorry, I think I said 191. This is episode 291. Man, we're getting close to close to episode 300 here, which is nuts, but uh, give us a share. And uh, as always, if you can give me a rating and review, those go so far for helping me grow this show, showing people that this is an awesome podcast and it lets iTunes know that it's a great podcast and it will show it to more people in their search algorithm. Thank you so much for listening. I urge you take action right now in the next 10 Thanks for listening. If you want to apply these principles into your life, let's talk. You can see the limited spaces that are open on my calendar at jimharshawjr.com slash apply, where you can sign up for a free one-time coaching call directly with me. And don't forget to grab your action plan. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. And lastly, iTunes tends to suggest podcasts with more ratings and reviews more often. You would totally make my day if you give me a rating and review. Those go a long way in helping me grow the podcast audience. Just open up your podcast app. If you have an iPhone, do a search for success through failure, select it, and then scroll the whole way to the bottom where you can leave the podcast a rating and a review. Now, I hope this isn't just another podcast episode for you. I hope you take action on what you learned here today. Good luck and thanks for listening.